2: everyone welcome to the Rotor grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host cbt pfl it's monday it is september 6th it's 2021 we're going to talk about the seven game early slate for monday getting this podcast out hopefully right around midnight that way you'll have plenty of time to listen to it make some lineups before you um hopefully spend your day off and um maybe watching baseball or Spending time with the family, joined today by my buddy, Eyes819, Keith Eister. What's happening, Keith?
1: Yeah, man, uh, a marathon race at Darlington delayed us a little bit, but we're going to knock out this nice little Labor Day slate here. Um, again, you all over the, the plays in the NASCAR streets, so Larson had a great race. Hamlin was in your right up uh, Truex ended up getting there. I had a little too, too much Truex, so not a monster day for me, but
2: your content was on point again. Yeah. I mean, I was like right there, like all the right plays, not the right combo to win a tournament, but I mean, really positive day betting smashed, um, prize pick smashed. Like I gave out a five for five when that was a 10 X, like, so just overall really good day. Um, so excited to roll that out into some day baseball. I mean, we're, We're in September of the baseball season. We don't get many day baseball slates anymore. And I mean, I love day baseball. Um, You could just sit around and I mean, kids are taking naps and it's like, yes, I'm watching baseball. Um, So let's jump into this slate. It's seven games. I mean, and they all start within like an hour of each other. So, like that is that is day baseball at its finest. Seven game slate, day baseball, all start within an hour of each other. Um, I mean, doesn't get much better than that. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a
1: great slate actually, even though it's only seven game seven games. We've got some good decisions at pitching. Uh, yeah, it, it's a really good one actually.
2: All right, uh, we get started here with the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals. Uh, Williams against Corbin. 9 total in this game the Mets are 125 favorites um any interest here in Williams No I there's there's actually
1: aces on this slate um just not quite enough upside that Washington lineup doesn't have much to offer outside of Soto but just don't see the upside here for him
2: Yeah I mean 22% K rate on the season the bottom of this order does strike out um a lot but I mean this is just one of those spots where He's just not a guy that I tend to play. I mean, the one thing that he has going for him, he's more of a ground ball pitcher. And this is going to be an offense that's going to hit the ball on the ground a lot. Um, So, I mean, for that reason, maybe you take shots on him. But I mean, even for a seven game slate, we have plenty of pitching. We got Wheeler, we got Sale, we got Woodruff, we got Sonny Gray. I mean, we have plenty of pitching today. Definitely. Um, Corbin on the other side, I mean, I I can't remember. I think it was like one time over the last like three weeks, Corbin actually had a really strong game. So um, I I just, I mean, the matchup's not bad, but I just don't see myself using Corbin here. He's so bad.
1: I don't know what happened to his stuff, but uh, I mean, even the strikeouts are down below 20%.
2: Like you just, you can't play him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's at 18% on the season, 17% against righties. This lineup, I mean, they're going to have a couple lefties still in there, probably with like Conforto and McNeil, but they're going to throw enough righties at him here that I just don't see myself being able to play Corbin. Um, let's talk bats. Anything stand out to you for the Mets? Yeah, I actually like the
1: Mets quite a bit here. Um, they get a nice ballpark upgrade going into Washington, much better hitters park than their home park. Um, so uh, Pete Alonso is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Javi Baez has turned it around. Uh, He homered yesterday. So uh, I really like the Mets here. Um, Nimmo hit the IL, but uh, yeah, you you can get some value options down the order then too.
2: Yeah. I mean, you might end up potentially getting some cheap righties, Uh, James McCann's back. So like you're potentially getting a catcher at 3.3 K that has power against left-handed pitching. If you're looking at, yeah, I was going to say, if you're looking at stacking, you could look at Conforto or Pilar. Um, yeah. They're both really cheap. So, I mean, main, main pieces, Alonzo and Baez, they're not expensive. You could even use those guys as like a two-man uh, because of the pricing on them is not like overly expensive. So,
1: BR has been smashing the ball here lately, too. Uh, he's 4,100, a little more than you'd like to pay for him, but the way he's been hitting lately, he's viable.
2: Mets are like, we got to make one push. That's all we got. Um. Washington bats anything standing out to you here not
1: near as much interest in the Washington side um Soto is obviously great you can play him anytime he's just he's gonna get walked though I mean there's just not enough protection around him so uh Josh Bell I guess as a one-off
2: maybe yeah I mean Soto would be the guy that I would I would take shots on in this spot but I mean overall it's not my favorite spot. Um, I could definitely see why you'd be taking shots here. But, I mean, the Mets, after, like, looking, like, atrocious, I think they've won seven out of the last ten games, and they've actually been playing a lot better. So, I mean, maybe Williams comes out. And like I said, he's a ground ball guy. And none of these guys are really fly ball guys. Like, even Juan Soto is more of a ground ball guy. So, um. All right, we got Kansas City going up against Baltimore in this one. It's Bubich against Lauther. I guess is how. I mean, he's not going to pitch deep enough in the game to matter anyway. It's ten total. Orioles are actually a favorite in this game. Um, They trust that Orioles bullpen way too much. Um, All right, let's talk. Let's talk Chris Bubich here. Any interest in him going up against Baltimore?
1: I mean, if if you are desperate for the salary, I suppose he's probably the best option in this super low range. There is a good value option that we'll get into, who I think is a much better play, but he's a, he's fifteen hundred more or so. Um, so if you need that extra money, then Bubich, I guess you could take some shots on
2: him. Um, I'm hoping to not have to do that though. This is one of my um, this is one of my favorite games for just overall like bats um i like the bats in this game so i don't really see myself using a lot of boobich um he's cheap but he walks people at like incredibly high rates and i think that's always something that you got to kind of remember um i mean the one thing that he has going for him is like the typical baltimore lineup is not a team that will walk a lot um so I mean, and then Zach Louther, Louther? on the other side of this game, I mean, maybe 60 pitches here. I know he's facing Kansas City. I don't even think if he was getting 70 pitches here, I'd play him. Do you have any interest? No, I don't. He wasn't even
1: dominating in in AAA, so um, I know the Royals lineup isn't anything special, but
2: still no interest. Um, All right, let's talk bats. The Kansas City side um anything standing out to you here against the lefty
1: I mean Sal Perez just keeps hitting home runs, so he's he one of the one of the top players um big big time price tag too to go with it, but he can pay it off for certain um I do like probably not a full stack although I say that Baltimore's bullpen so i I think the Royals are are very much in play here now they think about it um. Their, their pricing is a little bit what has me concerned. Um, outside of Perez, you have Merrifield and Mondesi priced up. And then those are the three guys you really want to play. Um, you can find a little bit of value to add to it to make it a full stack, but not one of my favorite stacks, but definitely in play, in play against this uh, bad Baltimore staff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I picked Sal Perez – we there's down to the three of us in the uh, like a home run league that we do, and like Sal Perez is my pick for this upcoming week. So hopefully he can continue going here. Um, I hate picking Sal Perez, but I mean the dude just smashing home runs. Um, so yes. it's hard not to like him. But yeah, Maryfield Santana Mondesi is someone that I really like. Um, in this spot, forty eight hundred seems like a lot, but I mean he just gives you all types of upside with his legs. Um, has power. I mean, he has four stolen bases over the last three games. So, I mean, the upside is just there. And, I mean, I love I love the Royals today. They're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. It's not going to look pretty on paper, you know, especially if you're looking at, like, stats and stuff. But, I mean, they're getting a ballpark upgrade going into Baltimore. And, I mean, just everything looks good here, <laughs> especially against this, this offense or this, yeah, this pitching stuff. Yeah. Um, Yep the the other side um, any interest in the Baltimore bets
1: a little bit and that I mean I think this is a stack that you can play to get get two aces uh, that we're going to talk about here in a minute um, and they've hit lefties actually pretty well this year uh, the ballpark we've talked about is great. So I think they make sense. Um, Austin Hayes is the top play for me. Probably leave Mullins out of it at the top of the order, although he's had some success against lefties. It's just that price tag at 5,100 is a lot to ask for. So if I'm using him as a value stack, he probably doesn't make the cut. But uh, love Mancini, uh, love Hayes, Santander. Severino can fill catcher for you. So I, I think there's some merit to a stack here.
2: Yeah, I mean, Mancini so cheap. I know you got to use your first base spot up on him, but I mean, Mancini in a good spot. Severino um, is always someone I like. We'll have to see if Mount Castle's in the lineup or not for this one. Santander um, is someone that I like as well. I mean, again, this is one of my favorite games on the slate as far as like bats go. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. But I mean, I don't trust either one of these pitchers. And I think both of these teams just have some upside. And I mean, here we are in September talking about like Baltimore and Kansas City bats. Um, yeah, right? That's why we played DFS. Don't right worry, there. there's a game worse than this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the Yankees and the Blue Jays. This game's in Yankee or in New York. Um, Ryu against Tyon. Nine and a half total in this one. The Yankees, a 140 favorite. Um, any interest here in Ryu? Don't think you need to do it on this slate.
1: His price tag at 8,600 is, I mean, it's just not enough of a discount to the aces. Um, The chances that he puts up a monster game and outscores all three or four of those guys that we're going to talk about. I just don't see it. Um, Really tough matchup here against the Yankees.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason you would be ten- potentially taking shots on Ryu here is just ownership. I mean, he's going to be so low owned, but I mean, he's going to be alone for a reason. <laughs> like, I mean, um, this is not one of those spots where I'm going to, I'm just not going to overthink this. I, I just, I don't like Ryu. Um, and then on the other side, man, I, I really don't even like Jamison Tyon. Uh, Thanks, this America. offense is just so good that, I mean, yeah.
1: Yep. I, I'm right there with you. Just, you don't need it on this slate, um, short slate, but lots of good pitching um, going to be really tough for him to to matter on this one.
2: All right, Blue Jays, Bats, um, any interest here in Toronto?
1: Um, They are really expensive, as they should be uh, in Yankee Stadium. So definitely a spot they could blow up. Probably have a little exposure, but um, it's pricey, and we want to pay for pitching, I think, on this slate. So I think they're going to actually come in pretty low-owned here, probably make for a a good deep tournament play. Um, I think I'll – um, prioritize the pitching over a Toronto stack, but if I can make it work, then I definitely like them.
2: Yeah, I mean, just overall, like what you're kind of saying, I think a lot of people are going to be paying for you know pitching on this slate. So, I mean, the Blue Jays—it's a day that ends, and why they have the upside to win the slate. I mean, so you know, it's just—it's as simple as that. I mean, both of these offenses, um, we have two solid pitchers in a nine and a half total game for a reason um okay. i mean both of these offenses are just really strong i mean looking at the yankees bats here we know the type of upside judge and stanton and sanchez and even like gallo lefty lefty has just on a on a on a daily basis um what are your thoughts here on the yankees bats
1: yeah i think they probably had a, a couple of home runs here today so that's the angle i would be taking power one offs or Uh, A mini secondary stack would be fine too. Um, Rizzo and Voight both have very nice prices. Lefty lefty is not something that bothered Rizzo throughout his career. So you can definitely do that. Voight's even cheaper with the platoon advantage. He's a great play. Um, And then depending on which catcher is in the lineup, I think both of them are in play too. Sanchez or Higashioka. um, Both of them can hit a home run for you. So I'm I'm home run
2: home run hunting mainly on the Yankees. All right, Um, moving on. We got Tampa at Boston, one of the lower totals on the slate. It's at eight and a half. The Red Sox are a 180 favorite. We got Yarbrough against Chris Sale. Um, Any interest here in Ryan Yarbrough?
1: Boston just really beats up
2: on left-handed pitching,
1: um, and Yarbrough doesn't have the upside that that we're really looking for or you need to outscore one of these these big aces. So Um, no interest in Yarbrough for
2: me. Yeah, I mean, the Red Sox are not 100%, and it's definitely showing right now. Um, You know, Xander Bogart's out, Kiki Hernandez out, a couple other pieces in this lineup out. And, I mean, if you wanted to take tournament shots in a large-field tournament, I don't hate the idea. But I think you're looking at someone that can throw just more pitches. I mean, he, he had a really solid outing against the Red Sox last week but only got 78 pitches. If he gets 95 pitches there and has one more strong inning, you're looking at 20 plus fantasy points instead of 16. So, um, I mean, they have a quick leash with him. And it was the first time he's thrown six innings in what a month. Uh, Chris Sale on the other side, he's 9,900. Get, you know, going up against Tampa here. They did tag him a little bit last time out. He really just couldn't strike people out. I mean, he's one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball, and it's a small slate. Yeah, he's
1: definitely in play here. Um, but surprisingly enough, on only a seven-game – I mean, Chris Sale on a seven-game slate, you'd think you'd just lock him in. Um, but on this slate, with he has one of the tougher matchups among the aces, so he's not my favorite option. I will definitely have exposure to him. You mentioned that strikeout upside. So he can certainly get there. Very fair price tag not concerned about that at all either. So uh, really just the matchup and, and the ballpark in Boston are the, the only negative factors, but uh, he could certainly go out there and strike out a bunch of race.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously this lineup is better and we've talked about that, you know, adding Nelson Cruz added a really big right-handed bat um, that just really helps the lineup overall. They don't strike out as much, but there's still strikeouts in this lineup, especially towards the bottom. So, I mean, if he can get around like Cruz and Franco and o- Arena, I mean, he just he has the ceiling on a seven game slate to put up 30 plus fantasy points. So I still think I prefer Wheeler as like my number one today. But the fact that Chris Sale got 95 pitches last time out, I'm not too concerned about pitch count. Red Sox need to win. I mean, it's as it's as simple as that. We're getting into the crunch time as far as like playoffs and of all teams, Seattle and Oakland are right there, um, you know, trying to catch the Red Sox and even the Blue Jays. So, I mean, the AL East is like, I think four of the AL East teams are better than everyone in the AL Central except for the White Sox. So it's crazy. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Rays
1: lineup, too. They're, they're one of the most uh, platoon heavy teams in the league. But if they – I mean, if they try to run Lau and Meadows and Wendell or something like that out there, then, I mean, the upside just goes up for Sale from from there. So, if a couple lefties crack the lineup,
2: I like them even more. All right. Um, Bats in this game. Anything standing out here for you on Tampa?
1: I mean, Sale might give up a home run. So, the problem is Cruz and Zunino are are expensive – um, those are the two guys I would look to first. Uh, Earls Arena, I mean, you can play any of them as a one-off, but not my favorite plays. certainly against a great pitcher like Sale.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're not really getting a, like a matchup price decrease. Um, right. So, I mean, even on a seven-game slate, I don't have a ton of interest here, and in, even on the Red Sox side, like I, I definitely could see like taking J.D. Martinez or Hunter Renfro, but I don't think I'm stacking either one of these teams. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I do like Hunter Renfro a, a lot
1: and J.D. too. Um, but Renfro has been hitting up towards the top of the lineup with uh, some of these guys that have been out. So if he grabs the leadoff spot or the two spot, then I think he's a he's a fantastic play as a one off. Um, but, yeah, Yarbrough's got good control, so the, the stack is a little bit tougher.
2: All right, uh, moving right along. We've got Detroit at Pittsburgh, Scoble against Wilson. I mean, this game opened at 9. It's down to 8.5. Uh, the Tigers are still a 135 favorite. Any interest here in Scoble?
1: Yeah, I think he is the, the guy to pay down for on this slate. Um, he's put together a really good rookie year. Uh Let's see, twenty six and a half percent strikeout rate on the season. I think the the upside is there. If you're looking to save money off of one of the big four guys, I think Scooball is is the guy. Great matchup here against Pittsburgh. Nice little ballpark to pitch in. So uh, he he definitely has a ton of ups, upside in this spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that I don't like about Scooball in this spot is his ownership. I mean. That is the only thing that I don't like about him here. But, I mean, he's going to project as the best pitcher in this range, in my opinion. And, I mean, outside of just paying up for two pitchers, I mean, he's definitely in play. Um Wilson on the other side, I mean, I don't expect him to throw over like 75 pitches. He's not a big strikeout guy. I don't really – I mean, it's Detroit, but I, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I I can't
1: do it either. Uh, Just There's no strikeouts there. He walks a few too many, gives up a few too many home runs. Um, Yeah, I can't do it either.
2: Um, Let's talk bats in this game. Detroit's actually kind of priced up against Wilson here. Um, I mean, I don't mind maybe playing like a secondary stack here. It's just my problem is like – who do you play at these prices?
1: Yeah, Badu is the one um that stands out. He's still 3.7 K, been hot lately, has had a nice season. So I, I really like Badu as a one-off. If you want to add like Grossman and Goodrum to that or scope, even I like I don't mind that price on scope. Um, I, I think you could do a secondary stack here.
2: And then, I mean, as far as the Pittsburgh Bats go, you can always take shots on Reynolds at 4K or Hayes at 3,600. But, I mean, I'm leaning way more scolable than Pittsburgh Bats. I mean, if he's going to be chalk and you want to go with a three-man, just throw in, like, Stallings, Hayes, and Reynolds or something like that. Yep, I, I'm i spot on. Uh, depending on school's
1: ownership, he's – Probably going to be my highest known pitcher unless he comes in like forty percent. But I think I think people are going to try to pay up for two aces. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping. So we'll have to see how the ownership shakes out. But yeah, I can't see myself playing a ton of Pittsburgh.
2: All right, lowest total game on the slate. We got Philly at Milwaukee. Seven and a half total in this game. The Brewers opened as a one sixty favorite. Most books are down to one forty. Um, Wheeler and Woodruff, talk to me here about Wheeler. Uh, very surprised to hear the Brewers are favored in this
1: game. Uh, I think Wheeler is my favorite pitcher on the slate over Woodruff. That m- might have me rethinking that by the time lock rolls around. Um, if that line holds, sounds like there is some action coming in on the Phillies if the line's moving towards the Phillies already. But uh, yeah, I mean, Wheeler is just, he's in the, both of these guys really are in the, they're running for the Cy Young in the NL. So one of the best pitchers in baseball, uh 28.6% strike rate right on the season. Um yeah, that I mean just what just as talented as a guy can get, so love him.
2: Yeah, I mean I if you got this game when it opened and you were getting like the Phillies plus like 130, um that or 140, like that was I I that's a start bet to me. Um yeah. Because I think this game is more of a coin flip. So if you're getting some juice, um, I mean, it's hard not to. It's hard not to like Wheeler in this spot. I mean, the Brewers. If we look at their overall numbers on the season, the strikeout rates have come way down. Um, they're they're not as strikeout heavy as they were at one point in the season. So that worries me a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, especially. If we're, like, looking, even over the last month, the strikeout rates are, are down. So that's my only concern about Wheeler. I I mean, they're 1A, 1B, 1C to me today. Yep. Woodruff, Sale, and Wheeler. Um, And, I mean, I think we can even, like, potentially say Sonny Gray is right there, too, Um, because he's facing the Cubs, and that offense is pretty bad. So, I mean, right now, I, I think... I think Wheeler is a strong play. I think Woodruff's a strong play on the other side of this game. Um, He's going to come out. We know that he's going to strike people out. And we know that there's a good chance that he gets 90 plus pitches. I mean, my only concern, and I'm going to say this a lot over this next month, is the Brewers are 11 games up on the Reds. And Craig Council wants to, you know, go deep into the playoffs. And he's already really careful with his pitching. So, I mean, if he's struggling in, like, the fifth at, like, 85, 90 pitches, we could potentially see him, I mean, get pulled out. So not enough reason not to have a ton of interest in him. Um, But, I mean, I think this is a spot you're playing both these pitchers and fading these offenses.
1: Yep, completely agree with everything you said. And just to reemphasize it, I think you made a really good point There um, about the Brewer situation being well ahead in the Central Division, the Phillies are fighting for their playoff lives. Wheeler has had one of the longest leashes in baseball all season, so I I think that's a very important point and why currently I'm I'm leaning Wheeler over Woodruff if I can't play both of them. Um, I just Wheeler should. I mean, he easily gets 100 pitches here, and I think they could run him up to 110, 115 if they need to.
2: We've already seen like we've already seen this with the White Sox a little bit. They're so far up on the Indians. And they're not catching the Rays that we've seen the White Sox kind of, I wouldn't say like restrict their pitchers, but they've definitely shortened the leashes. And I mean, this is something that you got to pay attention to in the last month of the season. Wheeler might get 110 and Woodruff might get 90. Guess what guy I want? I want the 20 extra pitches. Whether it works out or not, going in, I want the 20 extra pitches. Yep, completely agree. Do you have any interest in the bats in this game?
1: I don't know. I mean, neither of these guys really give up a ton of homers either. So I I prefer expensive one-offs against sale probably. Um, Yeah, just really no interest in either side on the bats.
2: All right, we finish it out with Cincinnati at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total in this game. The Reds are a 160 favorite. The wind looks like it's going to be um, nothing at nothing to really affect it. I think it was like four to six miles an hour blowing across the field. That's nothing. We got Sonny Gray um, going up against Justin Steele. Any interest here in Sonny Gray? Yeah, all kinds of interest. Um, ownership is going to be
1: key for me here. If he is significantly lower than the other three guys, um, I could see a scenario where Sonny Gray ends up my highest home pitcher. If people really want to attack the Cubs and Gray is grabbing more, more ownership than like sale, then maybe I'll pivot that direction. But uh, I think Gray in this matchup has every bit as much upside as the other three. Um, He is the cheapest of the four as well. So that's another plus for him. Um, Definitely keep an eye on the wind. If that's, if that's a problem, then maybe he becomes a little bit more risky, but uh, I think this is a great spot with a ton of upside for him and, and he can match the other three guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this slate, and I'm going, if Scoble is going to be super chalk, well, I'll just play the four top guys. Um, and, and, like, that Baltimore-Kansas City game is so cheap that I can use those teams as, like, secondary stacks, and I can make everything work that I want to work on this slate. So, um, I'm definitely going to prioritize pitching on this slate. Um, I mean, And there,
1: there, there's five awesome plays. Like, they can't all be – just massively owned. Like somebody is going to get overlooked and and whoever that shakes out uh, being that that's, that's probably where I'm going to be looking.
2: Uh, Justin Steele on the other side of this game, any interest in the lefty here?
1: I mean, there's, there's a little bit of strikeout ability here. Um, I just hate the matchup against Cincinnati and the walks are, are a massive problem for him. So uh, I think he's a talented young pitcher, but th- I can't do it with with the matchup and and he just hasn't figured out how to how to command the strike zone yet,
2: yeah, I mean, I like the Reds a lot here. You know, we got Casiano's fifty three hundred. I think he's a really strong play. um Stevenson and India, I think are strong, but I mean, Suarez is thirty nine hundred and Kyle farmers thirty three hundred. if they get decent lineup spots here farmers having a fantastic season against left handed pitching very under the radar. He's a cheap shortstop. He kind of fits those types of builds where you want to get 2 top end pitching. And I mean, he's hit, he's hitting five of the last six games. So, I mean, I, I like Kyle farmer a lot in this game. Um, Something that like when I was researching this late, I was like, Oh man, I'm going to say, I like Kyle farmer a lot. I don't (laughs) think I'd say that much. So I mean, if you're if you're playing the Reds, I think you got to get Castellanos in there. Even Votto in a lefty-lefty, um, I mean, if you're going to stack the Reds, I think Votto has to be in the stack.
1: Yep, agree with everything that you said. Um, Steele has also – he's given up four home runs in his last four starts, so I definitely really like uh, Cincinnati here uh, farmers, uh, an interesting case. Like it, se- it seems like he's always the guy that gets left out of the Cincinnati stack. And even when the reds are chalk, you can get him like fairly low, and, like less than half of his teammates usually. So love that call. And Stevenson has ha- had a great year against lefties also.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially when Mustakas back, people will play Mustakas over like farmer. So, and it fills up a like cheap shortstop position. So, I mean, Again, if I'm if I'm paying up at shortstop today, it's Mondesi. I think every time. Um, I mean, there's obviously an argument for Lindor, but like Mondesi on the road, hitting at the top of that order, like potentially getting five at bats in Baltimore, like he's the guy today at shortstop. But, um, I mean, if you want a cheap guy, I definitely don't mind looking at Kyle Farmer. FanDuel might be a two shortstop day today. I don't think I ever say that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if Mondesi is a is a shortstop on FanDuel. They move everything around so much. But anyway, um, any interest in the Cubs-bats here? No, I, I really don't.
1: I, I will say I have no idea what's gotten into Frank the Tank. <laughs> Sch- Schwindel has six home runs, I think it is, in his last seven games. Um, he's still only 3,300, so I guess Schwindel is a cheap one-off looking for a home run if you want to. But Gray just has too much strikeout ability. Way too much swing and miss in this Cubs offense. Um, I think Gray Gray has the upper hand here for sure.
2: You can play Mondesi at second base on FanDuel. Boom. There you go. All right. Um, all right. Let's break down. Let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. That's tough today. <laughs> I think there's one obvious one. It's going to
1: get real tough um, after I take Scooball off the board. But uh, give me Scooball. Just Pittsburgh, bad lineup, good park for pitching. Uh, I think he has a good outing here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the only other guy is Corbin. And he might give up three home runs in the process. But, I mean... (laughs) Williams is not a big K guy. Yarbrough, I guess, could be another guy that could potentially get there, but he's not even a big strikeout guy either. He just is good at limiting the damage. So I guess I'll go Corbin. Over four or over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Um, Love that Yankees power in Yankee
1: Stadium. Uh, Hinjen Ryu probably is going to give it up today. So Ryu to score under 15.
2: I'm going to take Ty on. I think like, those offenses are too good. And we have plenty of pitching on the slate that, I mean, those are the two clear guys that I'm just not playing today. So
1: uh, give me a guy over 4K to go yard today. I'm scared I'm going to take your guy after what we just, after what we talked about in KC Baltimore. So if I do, I, I can, I can pick another one, but uh, Sal Perez is the guy I had marked down here.
2: That's okay. I'll take Nick Castellanos. <laughs> um, I hope you're right. And I hope I get my home run on Monday and I don't have to sweat the rest of the week. So that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Castellanos. I like the reds too today. Give me a guy under 4k to get two hits. Um, I like the hitting environment in Baltimore. Uh,
1: Austin Hayes is really cheap and platoons has the platoon advantage against Bubic. I like Austin Hayes.
2: All right. I, I hear you on that. Um, I mean, this guy usually goes over or gets uh, – or has a decent game. He's super cheap today. I'm trying to pay up for two pitchers. Give me Michael Taylor at 2.6K in that same game. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Um, give me the Mets. I, I like this
1: ballpark upgrade that they're getting. I was on them yesterday, and they performed really well. They're they're getting hot, and they're they're fighting for that playoff spot after a little bit of adversity there in New York, so – Um, I think the Mets continue to roll here. I like the way they set up against Corbin.
2: I like it. Um, I'm going to go Royals Uh, again. Like I just, I like this game overall. I like some of the cheap pieces that you can get in this game. I mean, if you're playing, if you're playing two top end pitching and you're playing Perez, you're going to have to look at guys like Michael Taylor or Hunter Dozier um, to kind of round out this stack. But I mean, it's in Baltimore. They're on the road they got the upside. Um, I I mean, again, on paper, it is not going to look pretty, um, you know, having Carlos Santana and Michael Taylor in a lineup together, but I mean, it's something that I really want, really like in the slate. And I mean, it it works with the two top top-end pitching. So, uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Enjoy
1: a nice day of day baseball. And then I think it's full go into football season. We've got content rolling out next week like crazy. Um, so make sure you're checking all that out. But, uh, yeah, should be should be a fun little slate here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, football starts Thursday. I know I will be spending my afternoon tomorrow looking at the Thursday game and, you know, working on expert survey. I'm on expert survey for showdown slates this season. Plan on playing know, more. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I just I plan on playing more. Showdowns just in general this season, so ton of great stuff. Uh, we got Blender and Cheese is good at twelve thirty Eastern today, doing a free crunch time. So I mean, this is a good first look. Tune in to them at twelve thirty, and um, they could kind of set you up for this seven game slate. But I mean, I mean, first look podcast tomorrow. Uh, Justin and Will getting that out, and I mean, football content just coming at you guys strong this week. So make sure you guys are checking all that out. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone has an awesome day. Good luck. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.